when you evaluate something, you assume the idea of what the worthiness and value of something or someone is. So, with that being said, welcome to Elevated by You. I'm your host, Yaya, and thanks for joining me on my podcast today. And remember, the definition of the truth means nothing when it's coming from a liar. Like when I grow up, we don't be like this, we don't be like that. Yes. Okay, so do you mind sharing? Wait, you were like, <laughs> what was your your fantasy life or like, yeah, what was it when you were that age? <laughs> I was a dork. I pictured myself like literally in a nice cobblestone house with the white picket fence with the family and the damn golden retriever dog. Yes, I was like literally the stereotypical family person. Like, I, was, I literally was like, I cannot wait to get grown and get to get a dog and all types of stuff. Like, okay. I literally wanted that since I was a kid. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Like, yeah. What about you? It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I used to always, um, I used to always dream about um, being married and living a lavish life with Nelly. <laughs> Girl sitting in my jacuzzi. Just relaxing, you know, Nelly, my husband, come on. I know that's right. Girl, I sure do. That's right. That's how I was too. That's something without without the Nelly thought. Like, couldn't wait to be married in the marriage life. Mm-hmm. Always loved how cobblestone. Ooh. I feel like even if your house older, cobblestone just adds so much character to it. Old, new, built, regardless. Yeah. It just made houses look good to me. And I always want one. That's so funny you said that because I was on the bridge the other day and I was looking at the stones and I was like, Dang, man, these are some really nice stones. Like, this would yeah. be great for the house, you know? I love cobblestones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Crossbow. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> we gotta get back on topic. Back on topic. Look, just say we can delete stuff. Yes, they said it. Um, so that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What else? Uh, kids. How many kids did you want? You know, it was weird. When I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. I was so weird. I used to think I want a baby of every race. Not thinking I'm gonna have to sleep with a dude. <laughs> every race you know i was a kid thinking like i love kids i want a kid of every race you know and i'm not thinking and now that i'm grown i'm thinking why would i think that without thinking like you know what i'm saying but as a kid you have innocent thoughts, innocent thoughts you know to where you don't think about you know things in such a mannish or mm-hmm. you know that type of way you don't put your so, adult stank on it right exactly <laughs> you know so I did. I used to, I used to literally want a baby of every race, and I really wanted all boys. Mm-hmm. Like even now, 
even now. <laughs> well, not to say it like that, but even now. Okay. Like, I got five. My second daughter. And then I got two boys, two girls of my own. Mm-hmm. I literally wanted all boys. Love to my babies. Love them. But I wanted all boys. <laughs> I did. I wanted the whole chase squad. I know. <laughs> I did. So, but I don't know. Five. Well, you know, with me and Jimmy, our ultimate number was five. We got five, but I meant together. Together. Yeah. But that's why I'm not thinking because I got my five. That's regardless. So I feel that. Yeah. Three yeah. girls, two boys. Right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more you plan on it. Um, one, two. I mean, because he gotta have a playmate. Man, <laughs> yes, he do. He's gonna get energy. Another than Junie, you know, all the other kids way older than him, so. That's how he get older and wanna play. He's trying to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he trying to tell, um, what you call that? <laughs> yes, yeah, so. Your little man. I don't know, yes, like, when I was younger, I used to just think all types of stuff, like, I couldn't wait to get grown, because the way they used to make it seem like with robots, how they were saying robots was going to be working in fast food and taking over everything, I remember they were saying how people was going to have robot buddies, and they have, like, I was really looking forward to that, remember how they were saying how it was going to be like the Jetsons, the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for that, and right? I was really looking forward to it, and it's here. Did you ever, when you was younger, like, take, like, um, whatever year you was born and, like, another year, like, 2000 separated from your birth year to see how old you would be in that year in yeah. the future? Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to really, when I used to say the 2000s, how they was going to be like that, the 2000s like nothing like how they said it was going to be. No. Like, nothing like how no. they said it was going to be. No. No, no. Like, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I am so disappointed that we're not as evolved as I thought we would be. So what is it that you don't see that you wish we you could see? What's up? And it's not us. Because China is testing flying vehicles. You know, they have the flying Teslas and stuff over there. They, um, I mean, the flying Volkswagens and stuff, the Tesla stuff driving. You know, yeah. they selling them overseas right now. Yeah, I did see that. It's just like other countries are so more, so much more evolved um, futuristically than we are. Like, and I don't know what it is. But, I mean, I, I guess because they invest their money in the right stuff. I mean, because think about it, a lot of other countries don't charge like for schooling mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they do. You know what I just learned? Um, I was talking to a lady that is from, I want to say she was from the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And then she lived in, I want to say she said she lived in Italy um, for a while. And she was talking about maternity leave. Mm -hmm. She was like, how long did you guys get? And I was like, oh, we had, you know, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. She was like, oh, no, no. Yeah. That would have never happened. Like where she's from, she said they get an entire year, mm-hmm. an entire yeah. year. So you need to be there for the first year. Like, yeah, a lot of countries are like that. That right there is another reason that's driving me to start my own business. Mm-hmm. 
I need to be here as my son grows. Yeah. I have to be here mm-hmm. as he grows, you know? I mean, then things happen so fast. I mean, look at him. Mm-hmm. He's... Who am I? Five he's months. five months. Five months. I was about to say, dang, he's six months. He's five months. Mm-hmm. He's five months old. Then it's like... Before you know, he's gonna be Junie age. Mm-hmm. That every time, every time I see Junie doing something advanced, <laughs> I just think, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude, you're you're doing what Junie used to do. Like you're at that stage. What? Right. Like he's stand, like he's standing. Yeah, they're developing right behind each other. Right it's behind like each amazing. other. Yes. But it's like, look how fast time is flying. Junie is nine months. Old. She almost been here. Uh, exactly. She's yeah. almost a year old already. And we just had him. We did. That is crazy. That's <laughs> fine, you know. And you just make you want to take advantage of everything that's thrown at you. Like I do. That's why I said, especially for our birthday month, I just want to enjoy him so much. Because I'll never get to it. And life's so short. And it just, I don't know. Yeah. It just feels different now. I just feel like it's shorter. And it's just weird. Mom, that you know, I experienced what I experienced. It just makes me look at everything like just completely different. And so it makes me want to um, just get hold of life a little differently, you know. And it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's not crazy. I get you. No, I mean, it's crazy how fast things change. Like, I mean, everything changed in the blink of an eye, then it was like nothing was the same before. Just like, just that fast. So, I don't know. Make your head feel like it's spinning? Yeah. I love it. Like it's moving, like life just moving fast paced now. Yeah. It's just seemed like ever since, like. Ever since, like. People. I don't know. I guess it started back in February. Okay. I mean, February 2019 for me after you had a talk Stuff was weird. But ever since then, it just seemed like everything just started moving fast. Like, they, that year flew by. 2020 came. 2020. Oh, my goodness. 2020. Like, it moved right. so fast. It felt like somebody erased half of the year. Like, it don't even seem like that was a full year. Right. Like, 2020 flew by. That was yeah. crazy. Yes. I mean, then I look at it, it's 2021 and we're in June. We're literally halfway through a year, the year just started. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. Like, it just seems like stuff just moving super fast. Like, it don't feel like normal pace life. Like, a day don't feel like a day no more. No. It literally don't. A day do not feel like a day no more. Like, I would wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and blink, and then it'd be like, okay, leave out the door. To be at work at 10 o'clock. Like, it's crazy. I get that feeling. I understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. So much has changed in so little time. Like, it's throwing my, um, it's throwing my perception off of things. And I say that because. We've only, like, we just moved, right? And we've only been in this spot for going on three months. It feels like we've been down here for years. It feels like we've been down here for a year at least. 
we don't even have to forgive ourselves. So like, why? Why does it feel like that? You know? Yeah. It just feel like time was short. Like it feel like time was short. It's just, I don't know. I can't help but to just keep saying it's weird. Because it just, it doesn't feel weird to me. Like, nothing seems real to me anymore. Like, literally, nothing, nothing feels real. Like, ever since that happened, I think it really, like, traumatized me in a way where it's like, I can't accept stuff for what it is. It's like a hard time. Like, I really do have a hard time accepting stuff a lot because that just don't seem real like it just didn't seem possible to happen you know even though I know everybody going through this like and it's crazy because you would think like I done lost my mom my stepfather like I done lost family like my uncle James I was real close to my uncle James but it's like it hit differently when it's your spouse when you used to being around somebody all the time so it just changed my outlook on like so many things on just what I believe, how I feel about stuff, how I feel about like love, how I feel about like the opposite sex. Like not not that I like want to be, you know, or nothing like that. It's just that it's not like you know nothing wrong with it or whatever. But that's not what I mean by it. I just mean it's just like I don't know. I just I don't know. I can't really explain it, but. It just makes me look at it, everything as if it's just not even a reality. Like, it's all just like a dream or like it ain't really happening. Like, I'm something in some type of time work or something. Like, I can't even explain it, but I don't know. None of this feels real. But I don't know. I guess I'll get to it eventually, but it just makes it just feel like, like everything just zooming by. Because this time is definitely going so fast that it is it's making our heads spin. We just need to be grounded. Yeah. Just a little. It's hard to keep my thoughts focused on one thing because everything just happened so quick. Like, it was like, dang, one time you try to focus on something else, you got something else wrong that you, that you got to focus on or take care of or something. Yeah. But it's okay because one thing that I do know when I, you know, dealing with the situation is that it brings me out of my comfort zone. You know, I have to put my baby, I have five kids, put my baby in daycare for the first time, dealing with that. You know, um, doing stuff by myself, living on my own. Um, I think prior to this, I, had, I lived on my own for like a month where like I didn't actually live with like a boyfriend or you know, a spouse or whatever. And that was like, probably like a month, a month and a half. And then, mm-hmm. I was back living with somebody, so, kinda, it, it makes me do things differently, it forces me to be differently, of course. But it also made me feel like I'm learning how to be an adult all over again for the first time because I'm so used to like, a different way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I gotta learn stuff that I didn't do or didn't know over all over again like I'm just not halfway me at 30 <laughs> halfway me at 30 like I'm 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Right. Um, I guess for me, it would be learning the whole motherhood thing. But I'm glad you got that experience that when you did when you was older, when you already went to college and, you know. Yeah, well, college is overrated. I mean, it is, but what I'm saying is you got that experience of college. It's not like you got pregnant in high school so you couldn't go to your graduation or you couldn't experience college like a lot of parents don't get to do, you know. Right. So, I mean, at least you got to accomplish something, you know. Um, at least you was able to take care of something. And yeah, college is overrated because you can go and get a trade and still make more money than somebody who got a degree. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, nothing, I don't feel like nothing is wrong as pursuing a degree. Okay. I think a degree is a good thing to have under your belt even if you never use it. Mm-hmm. You know, to have it on your resume, to have it a part of your credentials, I think is worth it right. to me. But um, I think it was like a good time when you got to have him because you was able to live a little bit. You traveled, you know, you went to college, you did this, you graduated high school. You wasn't burdened through younger years with struggling to be a parent, you know, because, you know, a lot of parents struggle because they be young and don't be stable themselves before they have babies and it caused them not to be able to enjoy motherhood the way they should be able to you know so I just I'm just glad you was able to experience it in this type of way other than the other route I mean you know everybody's experience and lessons is their own but I'm just glad you got to experience this type of way like I think it's good but thank you um well I want to say I'm kind of glad that you uh, became a mother before me because you have helped me through a lot and have taught me so much and just you know i don't like i get to see you in action now that you know yeah wow <laughs> i'm glad but moving forward do you have any like regrets for what just anything any of your decisions or any the way you process life, the way it caused you to grow, the way it affected you, like like if you could go back and redo anything, would you? So that's actually been a question that I've been struggling with for the past like week or so. That is so funny that you bring it up. Oh my goodness gracious. Um I don't regret anything. Well no, yes, I do. I take that back. I regret like some of the situations that I did get myself into. Um, I regret lying to my mother about it. And why is that? Um, because it changed the dynamic of our relationship. So I thought, you know, yeah, it changed it like completely. But also, I was still working out of an area of like these expectations that were set on me you know what I'm saying so I don't want to disappoint so how do I not make a situation bad oh lie about it this is my kid brain thinking you know what I'm saying I was you know 16 young or whatever lie about it that fixes everything temporarily until you have to continue to keep lying and that's what I did you know when it came to like um, talking to my mother but I don't know like 
Hmm. That's, I would say, yeah. I don't know what difference it would have made, you know what I'm saying? Because it has helped elevate our relationship to where more of, you know, more of us, more, more of us, we are both still learning each other. Yeah. Even at this age. Yeah. You know, so. Action wise, no. I thought I did and I was living with thinking about regret and feeling ashamed and like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. How do you, like seriously, if I was to look at my, what, 15, 16 year old self or something like that, 14 year old self, I mean, misguided maybe, um, acting out, you know, um, wanting to feel a connection. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I can get what you're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, okay. Okay, I understand. I got, I got the gist of what you're trying to say. Right. Yeah. I, um, I think lately it's been hard to articulate that. Okay. So I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm glad you asked that question because, um, you know, still trying to work through the cages I put on myself, like limitation, it's the limited beliefs um, that I put on myself, you know, when it comes to addressing anything in my life. Okay. Um, for you, I guess my question would be Actually I wanna give you back the same question. Yeah. Anything you regret? Okay. So that's I also struggle with that question a lot. Um, especially experiencing what I experienced, you right. know. Um I wouldn't say now which experience when you were younger or older? Um, just all my experiences um, as far as my relationship with my mother me feeling like the black sheep of my family um, my experience with my husband with becoming a mom at the age I did you know which was the ultimate decision Uh, none of my kids with Jimmy was like an accident all of our kids was planned um, including Junie you know even though we were trying to have her sooner but you know that's a topic for another day so anyhow um I don't feel like I have regrets I do wish I would have done more um and by that that's going forth with any topic that could be with doing more in my 20s you know I was so focused on living my life like as an older me instead of just enjoying life as the age I was even with being in a relationship or with friends, you know, all of that. I felt like I missed out on a lot of my twenties, but then I don't feel like, like, what was I really missing out on? You know, other than like partying and drinking, smoking, stuff like that. Stuff that I can do more responsibly as a grown-er adult, you know? So I don't really feel like I missed out on nothing. I just feel like if I would have did more and experienced more at that age, I wouldn't feel kind of lost now at this age you know I question my decisions more 
even though at this age you would think my decisions was a little bit more already like you, you get what I'm saying I need more um put like together but like right, more like, adult thinking like right like you I know, get you I just and I feel like some stuff I try to think about I feel like I be thinking childishly because I'm not used to dealing with this situation or something because I haven't experienced it so mm-hmm. it's not so so much as regrets I have more so of wishing I did more mm-hmm. um I wish I would have took up that extra trade when I had the chance during my free time you know <laughs> or you know, I wish I would have done more with Jimmy, you know, now that he's not here. Or I wish I would have, you know, taught my kids this a little bit earlier, you know, as far as, you know, just different little stuff that I'm teaching them now, even though I don't mind teaching them at the age, but you know, when kids younger, they learn easier. So, um, no, I want to say I have, well, I kind of have a regret that me, you know, that me and my mother wasn't as close as we could have been but again it's not really a regret because because of how our relationship was it caused me to be differently with my children you know it caused me to be more open with my children um thank you um, I think everything that happened to me was a part of a bigger lesson, and so I, I wouldn't really call them regrets, you know. And so, very no, true. Very I, true. I would say ultimately, I don't really have regrets. One thing that my mom said when we was growing up, and I really value this statement, you know, um, is if there was something. Yeah. If there was something that she did that we didn't like as we got older, excuse me, she wanted us to change it. You know? And I really appreciate that statement. Um, And I'm living by that statement. You know? And that's how I tell Jasmine and Jayla. I tell them that sometimes as a parent, I react out of anger, but if I ever say something that literally offends them or bothers them to the point that it like sits on their brain to speak up on it, because sometimes parents speak out of anger without consideration of a child's feeling, not realizing that they're human too. They're going to grow up to be a grown up. They're going to grow up to react off of how your love affected them, you know, all of that. And I try to keep my communication with them open so they don't feel like, you know, like when I yell at them or get on them or punish them about stuff, I always tell them why. I don't just be like, you want punish me, go to your room. Mm-hmm. I usually explain to them why I ask them if they understand. I allow them to ask them questions or, you know, however to make them understand why they're getting punished. You know, it's not so much about, you know, that what's actually was done is about show you know the principles behind it right you know because more than likely you get put on punishments because you know better mm-hmm. or you know that you're supposed to do the opposite and once you make the decision to do what you're not supposed to then you just you know get getting punished for exactly you know but i try not to punish them or yell at them or anything like that and just leave it as a closed statement you know our our issue is usually open-end mm-hmm. decisions 
not that they can say, well, I don't want to be on punishment. I'd be like, okay, but it allows them to ask, well, why am I on punishment? Why do can I do this? Why can't I have it? You know? And some people may look at it like, your kid shouldn't question you. I don't look at it as questioning me. It's not like that. You, you know what I'm saying? We're communicating mm-hmm. with each other. It's a difference. Yeah. You know, they're not questioning my decision. They're questioning why I'm choosing this decision. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't look at it as them being disrespectful or questioning me because my kids is far from disrespectful kids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I try to keep that open with them. We always been like that with them since Judge was a baby. Aww. <laughs> but I think it's good I think it's good that a lot of parents nowadays are more willing to be more open with their kids I agree I agree um, I think growing up our parents were parents and therefore we weren't allowed to question decisions we weren't allowed to question what they said or you know anything us is considered being disrespectful mm-hmm. and I personally don't agree with that I feel like as long as they're not coming at you disrespectfully then it's not disrespectful um the statement and I've actually you know sitting in some of the groups that I've been sitting in listening to some of the podcasts and everything I've been listening to it's actually the statement I heard um it's more common than I thought and it was to be seen and not heard. I heard that a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, that's kind of, you know, shutting the kid down before they could even express, I don't know, any type of expression, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's one tradition that I'm going to follow for my son. I don't think, I know. I'm not gonna follow that. You know, I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. I guess you know. I think when you, I think uh, stopping a child from being able to express themselves, express their feelings, express their emotions, I think it causes them to have social issues. I think it causes them to have like um, stage fright, shyness you know, anxiety about being honest, all types of stuff, you know, but as long as you discipline them right, when they do speak on their feelings or something, they don't have to be in a disrespectful manner, you know, I feel like it's all about how you communicate with your child, you know, because at the, at the end of the day, do start with the parent, you know, and it's, um, I just think that a lot of parents should be open to allowing their kids to be open about their feelings um i agree but i don't know you know so again i don't have any regrets i just take experiences that i went through things that i've been through and i just use as a stepping stone to grow with and i do know that like a lot of things need to be you know, dealt with or talked about or whatever, but I also feel like the way I handle things is enough that it keeps me going. It, you know, it gets me by to where I'm not going crazy or questioning life 
decisions or you know things of that sort or affecting my kids well-being so I don't know um how does it feel how does it feel knowing as a mother that um, like your children looks up to you right how does that feel the pressure like you know do you get what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to ask um I want to say that I look at it as pressure okay um I look at it as an opportunity to be the role model they need like you know I try to make sure with school even if I'm under pressure I don't show them that I'm under pressure you know even if I get a bad grade I don't show them when I get a bad grade I'm just showing when I get my good grades you know and it's not showing them that failure not going to happen it's just to encourage them to keep going even when they're going through things they know mommy is dealing with grieving daddy they know that mom is dealing with you know having to raise them by themselves or to have to do this by myself they they've seen our household switch up like you know um instantly so i feel like by showing them the good side of things instead of just i mean you know the, without including the negative things see as children they're not going to understand you know they're going to see it as well mommy got an f so why can't i and I don't want them to feel like that's the option with school as far as giving up or accepting or settling. You know, I want them to feel like um, that they can still make it through stuff even during difficult times. Right. So I don't really look at it as pressure. I just look at it as an opportunity to change their narrative on life. Like I just, I don't want them to grow up to think that just because they're going through bad times, they got to struggle or that they got to get them down or get the best out of their situation, you know? So I just try to use that as a way to have pave their life in a way that I would want them to be, you know? Like, even though we're dealing with this, you know, our situation, I still find time to teach them about stocks. Jalen, he can talk to you about stocks and stuff like that, you know, more than a lot of adults know about you know because i teach them about it they know they have bank accounts they know about saving and donating to help charities and things like that but they're also they also get to be kids you know they they get to be able to still play their games and have a messy room without me making them feel like they're not nothing if they room not spotless all the time you know but they also need to that's a part of something that i wish i would have done sooner like teach them responsibility because they used to mom and dad doing everything so now that dad not here most of these responsibilities fall on mommy but they getting older too to where it's like you know well, i'm at work and doing school so that's who they should be able to help pitch in more and things like that which it's a working process and progress but we're getting there it's you know it's just a little harder now that they're older and they're used to certain stuff but um i just try to show them like you know just to try to keep their head up, basically. You know, not to let bad times just consume their whole energy. So I try to keep positive stuff around them. I try to teach them to be optimistic, like, yeah, this situation is bad, but look at the good side of it. Or, you know, like, yes, dad passed, but look, Junie here, you know, or at least, and she looked just like him, you know, she got his name, you know, whatever, y'all all got that name. So, you know, I always try to turn 
um, a bad situation good for them just so they can be a little bit more optimistic about life, you know, about that life, about decisions, about their thought process. I don't want them to be shallow or one-track-minded. I want them to be able to weigh their goods and bads before making, like, a split-second decision or things like that. So knowing they look up to me, I try to live by that. I try to, you know, grow with my decisions. You know, if I do something, I see, all right, they see me doing this. Now they doing it. Okay, my kids see me with road rage. I be cussing them out. Next thing you know, I be doing something. A car jump in front of me, and Jayla be like, "Mother, you baby, lucky I can't cut, girl." But they see me do it. You know what I'm saying? So I be trying to catch myself. I turn my music up. <laughs> <laughs> it might not help, but it's a solution to my issue at the time. Right. You know. So you know, you, you gotta find what works for you. You know, so, you know, I try to balance. I know I ain't the best. I know I got things to work on, but I can't force myself to change instantly. Everything is a is a work in progress. Everything take time. Some stuff take baby steps, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I can't sit up and tell myself, oh, I'm gonna stop cussing tomorrow, but knowing everything I'm dealing with and how stressed out mm-hmm. I am, you know, soon something happen, I'm ready to start cussing. Uh, you know, it's baby steps. I can't force, overwhelm myself with trying to be perfect. I can only better myself as the day goes on. And knowing that they're looking up to me and that they're watching my every move, it just caused me to be more cautious with the decisions I make. It caused me to be more impulsive about things I choose to do. You know, like, I know if I'm used to, you know, doing this or doing that, I know I can't do that now because I'm the only one they have left when it comes to being a parent wise you know and so I have to be more mindful of them than you know myself so that that that's all um it just causes me to be more cautious about my actions so yeah <laughs> well said <laughs> <laughs> if you were to um, have a title for 2020, what would it be? If you were to, if there was a movie, what was the title? Whew. What would my title be for a movie? What would I name? If 2020 was a movie, what would I name it? Hello? Yes. Yeah. Let's see. Uh oh. I think the food here. Sorry. <laughs> In 2020, with the movie, what would I name it? Um. Are you familiar with that movie, The Perfect Storm? Yes. Hold if on. I, could, I love Perfect Storm, actually. If I could remake that, I would. I would pretty much name it that. Really? Yes. The Perfect ah, Storm. Hello. No, it's okay. No problem. Thank you. I don't know. I, I don't know. Let me see. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Sorry about that, girl. Order some pizza. No, I would have to. I don't know. I mean, the, that's the first thing that popped in my head. The perfect storm. The perfect storm. That's the first thing that will pop into my head. And that's just metaphorically speaking of the beautiful disaster that I was through. Mm. So, 
off the of first instinct, that would be the name I would give it. What about you? What would you go? Put, I don't know, what would you name 2020? How was 2020 for you? Um, I don't know, like, I did not have, I didn't have a bad 2020 for me, personally. Um, I would name it, hmm. miracles manifested because what I experienced for 2020 is something that I prayed for many 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 years ago and I was finally able to see the fruits of the labor of work that I was putting into myself right so I would um, yeah I would definitely name it Miracles manifested. Now, if you had to pick a spirit animal to represent you through the past, let's say the past two years, what would it be? I would have to choose a phoenix for me. Such such beautiful birds. Yeah, it would have to be a phoenix for me. As much as I love the phoenix, and that's how I feel like my life has been, you know, rising from the ash mm. I would say a fox and I've okay. always loved the fox I do I love foxes they're very clever mm-hmm. very cute yes <laughs> but clever mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I would say the fox okay yeah I definitely go with the same for what it represents. So, you want to carry it out to an hour? Or do you think we go to people, you know? Insight on who we are, I guess? Or what we've been going through? Yeah, and then maybe with the next episode, we can branch off more deeper into some of the topics we touched basically on this side. Like, um, you become the first time mom, finally. Yeah. And, and you, you know, balancing life. Yeah. Dealing with the loss of a spouse yeah. while welcoming a newborn. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. So maybe that can be the episode for next week. I love it. So. I love it. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by and listening to us. Thanks, guys. We hope to, I guess, see y'all next week. Next week? Next Saturday, maybe. Sometime yeah. next week. We still working on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah.